Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? From Apex, North Carolina, this is The Big Fib. And now, here's your host, Deborah Goldstein. Welcome to The Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the spiraculous, bioluminant propulsion of truth and the voracious, predatory, bloodthirsty attack of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa. Why are you gargling, Lisa? Do you have a sore throat? No, I'm uh, just uh, lubricating the old robot pipes with anti-corrosive oil to prepare for what's coming next. Oh, and what's coming next? Isn't it obvious? I've got a listener question. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. And after I play the listener question, I'll have to answer in excruciating detail in (laughs) order to satisfy the insatiable need of our listeners to understand what makes Lisa tick. I mean, it could take hours of talking to get to the core of my essence. And therefore, gargling with oil is essential. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's try to keep your answers concise and to the point. We have a show to do here. I'll do my best, but I'm not making any promises. Okay. Hi, my name is Rainbow. I live in Oakland, California. And my question is, how are atoms made? Wait, uh, that question is not about me. That's about people named Adam. I must have received that question in error. Maybe the listener got the address wrong. And I don't know these people named Adam or how they came into existence. Why would I know that? (laughs) No, 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 no. This is definitely a question for you. I I think Rainbow wants to know if you can explain how atoms are made. You know, being the atoms are the smallest particle of an element or matter. Right. Well, it doesn't matter because it has nothing to do with me. Oh, that's not very nice. I mean, you're a very wise robot after all, and and I'm sure our listener just assumed that you'd be able to help explain a scientific term. Fine. You're probably right. I I apologize for being dismissive. Thank you. Adams, uh, let me, let me see. Uh, let me get in touch with my Google Assistant, buddy. Okay, I found this on the web for how are Adams made. Check it out. Okay, let me just check out the link here. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, I see. Oh, you don't say. Okay. Whoa. 
Okay, so this is what I, I understand. So uh, 13.7 billion years ago, there was this big bang and quarks and electrons partnered up to form protons and neutrons. And then those guys joined forces to become nuclei and bam, atoms. <laughs> but listeners, I'm sure you'd much rather learn about me. I mean, there's so much to know about me and I am indeed fascinating. I look forward to future questions about me. Hmm. All that gargling for nothing. Okay, well, you'll have plenty to say, I'm sure, during our game. So can you please tell everyone how our game works? Every week, we start with a question that's not about me. <laughs> then we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert, the other is a liar. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who, because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. At least we hope so, because that's what our tattoos say. <laughs> what are we lying about today, Deborah? We are lying about sharks. Large fish whose skeletons are made from cartilage. And we're going to learn all about sharks along with our contestant today. Who might that be, Lisa? Our human child contestant is a nine-year-old who wants to be a zoologist. Ada Lannon. Welcome, Ada. How are you today? Good. I'm glad to hear it. Tell me, you want to be a zoologist? That tells me that you like animals. Is that correct? Yes. No, that's a study of people named Zoe. Um, no, I don't think so. I think it's about animals, right, Ada? Yeah. All animals, or do you like certain animals in particular? Well, I like reptiles, mm. and I also like tigers. Whoa, okay. What do you like about reptiles? They're scaly. Mm, that's true. And they're cold-blooded. They're cold-blooded. Mm-hmm, that's true. They are. Deborah, are you a reptile? Okay, no, not so much. All righty. I feel like you have a leg up here knowing a lot about animals and wanting to be a zoologist. I think you're in a good place. But we're going to do a little warm-up here playing our game, Two Truths and a Lie, where we get to learn a little bit more about you, Ada. So you, Ada, will tell us two truths and one lie, and we will try to figure out which one is a lie. So in no particular order, Ada, please tell us your two truths and one lie. I love to rock climb. I have two brothers, and I'm afraid of heights. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Rock climbing and fear of heights seems like they can't both be true, but maybe I'm overthinking. What do you think, Lisa? Well, she could be rock climbing low down. That's true. There are rocks on the ground. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's lots of rocks. Mm -hmm. She has a fear of brothers? What is it? No, she has two brothers, she says. She has two brothers. Okay, let's get into this, shall we? Mm, please. She is not afraid of heights, Deborah. Okay. She's got two brothers, all right? That one's true. And those two brothers are annoying, which causes her to want to climb up rocks. I see. <laughs> so those two are true. She has brothers. They make her want to go up rocks. And as she discovered on top of the rock, she's not afraid of heights. So afraid of I heights see. is a lie. I will see you in the future. Bye. <laughs> okay. Let's see if Lisa's instincts and reasoning is accurate. Ada, which one of those things is actually a lie? I do not have two brothers. <gasps> what? Lisa, that is incorrect. That was the basis of your whole logic there. What would motivate her to go up rocks? I'm not so sure. Let's find out. So do you have any brothers? No. I have one sister. Oh, well, using the metric system, one sister equals two brothers. What? So I was I was technically right. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. Okay, but it does mean that you love to rock climb and you're afraid of heights. So how does that work? That must be challenging for you. When I started rock climbing, 
I found out that I was afraid of heights. And I was like, wait, I can't rock climb if I'm afraid of heights. But then mom was like, well, you can, because if you just go one more each time, then you'll soon overcome your fear of heights and you'll go to the top. How's that going for you? It's going good. I don't go up the big, big walls, but I do go up the walls with the ropes because it just makes me feel a lot safer when I have a rope on. Yeah. And sometimes I get a little bit scared. And then the next time I climb that route, I just go one more higher. Wow. Good for you. I'm very impressed with your courage and your determination to overcome your fear. So best of luck climbing as high as you possibly can. Well, You fooled Lisa, so I think you're going to be able to tell who's trying to fool us. We are going to start our game and learn about sharks. So in order to do that, we need to bring our experts on. So Lisa, can you please play us some welcome music for our sharks experts? Sharks! Oh boy, don't keep them in your backpack. Sharks! (laughs) When you go to get a pencil, you'll say, Ow! What's this in my backpack? It's a shark. Woo! (laughs) It's a snappy tune with a lesson, and I appreciate that. Very good. I hope everyone learns from it. Oh, I think they will, for sure. Okay, our first expert is Paige Wernley. Paige, please introduce yourself to Ada. Hi, Ada. My name's Paige. I'm a shark researcher at the University of Hawaii. Thank you very much. Let's meet our second expert, Brandon Clegg. Brandon, please introduce yourself to Ada. Hi, Ada. I'm Brandon. Uh, I'm an ichthyologist focusing on sharks. Okay. Thank you very much. (laughs) Wow, I'm a fan of your charcuterie of sounds, Lisa. Because I'm serving up some hot seat time. Thank you very much. And it is hot seat time. And that is when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Ada's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Brandon Clegg. Mm-hmm. Because you can't spell Clegg without leg. <laughs> okay. Good enough. Ada, what is your first question for Brandon? What advice would you give someone who would like to do your job? Run! (laughs) You know, I would say you've got to love numbers if you do my job. So I would recommend taking a course in statistics. Oh. I have to deal with a lot of pretty dense data sets. So you have to be able to sift through the numbers and organize them to discover patterns. By patterns, I mean the, you know, shark behavior, but also, you know, changes in the ocean, like the temperature and salinity and stuff like that. So you got to like numbers. Hmm. So you're not necessarily in the water with the sharks. Is that what you're telling us, Brandon? I do both. But I think uh, a lot of people think that the study of sharks is more about being in the water than it actually is. There's a lot of time in the lab. I see. Thank you very much. Okay, Ada, next question. Paige, what is the scariest thing that has happened at your job? Probably the scariest part of my job is presenting my research to big crowds. I think that scares me more than sharks do. Wow, interesting. 
presenting to lots of people is scarier than being face-to-face with a shark with a lot of teeth that could bite you and hurt you. Is that what you're saying? Yep, that is what I'm saying. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just wanted to clarify, I'm not sure that I would agree, but then again, that's why you're studying sharks and I'm presenting to people. Okay, Ada, what is your next question, please? Paige. What is something people often get wrong about sharks? Something that people often get wrong about sharks is that they want to attack humans, which they do not. They don't. And yet it happens. Why is that? Most of the time, why a shark attacks a human is because they are starting to figure out what is prey for them and what is not. As they grow, their diet changes. So when they get to larger sizes, they start to inspect larger prey items. So usually what happens in a shark attack is what we call a test bite. And it's the shark seeing if a human is a prey item. And it usually quickly determines that it is not. But because their teeth are so sharp, just that test bite can cause a lot of damage for us. I should say. Okay. Ada, what is your next question? Brandon, what sharks do you study most often, and what can you tell me about them? You know, I have a lot of love for uh, a shark called the bison shark. They're kind of a rounder shark, like a shark puffer fish. Unfortunately, because they're so unique, they've been pretty uh, heavily hunted by poachers, so there aren't many left. But I spend a lot of time monitoring their satellite trackers to see what they're up to and how they're keeping up. Very good. Paige, what is causing the shark population to become endangered? So more than a third of shark species are threatened with extinction. And keep in mind, there's probably over 500 species of sharks. And threats to sharks include overfishing. They're caught for their fins, their meat, liver, cartilage, skin. So overfishing is a big threat to sharks, as well as changes in our climate and pollution. Thank you very much. If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust, Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. 
And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are like really sneaky and you often don't know how they're feeling. And the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Okay, it's time for the Shorts on Fire round, and that's when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa will set a timer for the first expert, and then Ada will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds. Then Lisa resets the timer for our next expert to do the same. Experts, time is of the essence, so please make your answers short. Okay, Ada, we're going to start with... Paige, you can ask Paige your shorts on fire questions now. How many gill slits does a shark have? Five to seven gill slits. What is the fastest species of sharks? The short fin mako shark. What kind of trance do you put sharks in so that you can tag them? Tonic immobility. How many teeth does a shark lose in a lifetime? They can lose thousands of teeth in their lifetime. Lucky. <laughs> Factor fib. You are more likely to get hit by lightning than bitten by a shark. That is a fact. How do we think sharks navigate? We think that sharks can use the Earth's magnetic field to navigate. GPS. Which organ helps some sharks breathe without swimming? The spiracle. In the song Baby Shark, what is Baby Shark's name? It has a name? Pass. I don't know. (laughs) Where do sharks store their energy reserves? They store their energy reserves as oil in their liver. And that is time. North Carolina. They say keep them in North Carolina. <laughs> no. That's all the time. Sorry. Very good. Okay, Lisa, please reset the timer. Yep, on it. Done it. Done. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, Ada, you can ask Brandon your shorts on fire questions now. How many species of shark are there? 1,200 species. What is shark skin made of? Super small grooves called flosin channels. What do you call the jelly-filled pores around the snout and mouth of sharks? The krill sacs. They store nutrients. How long can sharks live? A little bit longer than humans. Some have lived as long as 150 years. What kind of predator is the shark? Sharks are known as master gillis predators. How long ago did sharks evolve? Roughly 20 million years ago. Name a shark that can glow in the dark. Um, The glowfin shark. Larry. (laughs) (laughs) What is the largest species of shark? The whale shark. What is the name of the layer that protects the shark's eye while it's eating? The mandible lid. 
What kind of shark was the shark in the movie Jaws? Well, that was a great white shark. Movie shark. And that is time. That's all time. No more time. Enough with the time. Oh my gosh, well done. Okay, it's decision time. Ada knows that all the statements she's heard today are not identicals to the truth. So tell us, Ada, who is our big shark fibber? I think it's Brandon. (gasps) Why do you think Brandon is our fibber? Some of his questions kind of just sounded fishy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you do that on porpoise? <laughs> okay, that's enough. All right, well, let's see if you are correct. Will the actual shark expert please say, I am the shark expert? I am the shark expert. <gasps> you did it, Ada. Ooh. That is true. Paige Wernley is a shark researcher at the Hawaii Institute of Marine Biology. Well done, Ada. All right. I think we need to do some fact-checking and figure out why Ada thought some of these things were indeed fishy. All right, Paige, let's draw a lateral line in the sand and separate fact from fiction. What lies did you hear? I think the only truth I heard was that the whale shark is the largest shark species. (laughs) I heard quite a few fibs. The bison shark doesn't exist. Oh, okay. There are over 1,200 species of sharks and rays, but 500 species of sharks. Mm, Good distinction. Sharks evolved around 400 million years ago. I think he said 20 million. That's a long time ago. Long time ago. And Greenland sharks can live up to, we think, about 500 years old. So Greenland sharks can get very old. That's crazy. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, Brandon, how did you let your inner shark out today? You asked me, uh, uh, shark skin is not made up of super small grooves. It's actually made up of small scales. Oh, what are those scales called? They're the dermal denticles. Dermal denticles. Very good. I like it. They're actually teeth. They're teeth? What? They're actually teeth. Yeah. Shark skin is made of modified teeth. Like their whole body is just covered in teeth? Mm Mm-hmm. Now I'm even more scared of sharks than I was before. Ooh, I'm going to become a shark dentist. (laughs) Okay. What else, Brandon? Any other things that you want to share? Yeah, those jelly-filled pores around the snout are not something as simple as krell sacs, but actually something more elaborate called the ampullae of Lorenzini. My gosh, that would have sounded like a lie anyway. Yeah, if I had said that. (laughs) They detect electrical fields. That's right, they don't keep their vitamins handy. Oh my gosh. On their face. (laughs) Finding electromagnetic signals, right. Uh, I came up with a, a predator name which was just fabricated. They're known as apex predators, not master gillis predators. Oh, man. And the eyelid they use to protect their eyes when they're eating is called the nictitating membrane. Ooh. All right, what about these sharks that can glow in the dark? Is there such a thing, Paige? Oh, yes, there is. Kite fins. Kite fins. Okay. So just so you know, in the song Baby Shark, which hopefully will be stuck in your head for hours after you listen to this episode... Baby Shark's name is Ping Fong. What? Yep, Ping Fong. <laughs> that is correct. Those are a lot of lies. Wow. <laughs> but Ada caught you. Okay. Well, 
We've reached the finish of our show. Thanks to our contestant, Ada, for asking great questions and gobbling up all the facts. Thank you to our expert and liar, Paige and Brandon. And thanks to Lisa, who is a sound genius yet never fishes for compliments. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into The Big Fib, where we try to figure out who's guilty of telling lies while we endorse all truths. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, you can find out how you can become a contestant on The Big Fib or send questions for me to answer on the show. And follow us on social media at The Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. And now I'm just going to take this bucket of chum and go say hi to some sharks. (laughs) No, be careful. Ah, Hey, don't worry, they're just experimenting. This is how they learn to eat. Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jess. Did you know that GZM Shows has a YouTube channel? Right now, all of 6 Minutes, Becoming Mother Nature, GZM Beats, and Cupid and the Reaper are up. And they're in these, like, beautiful playlists. They have this fun audio waveform visual. And best of all, you can turn on captions. And the captions have character names. Anyway, subscribe to GZM Shows on YouTube. Maybe there'll be some cool things in the future, like live streams, interviews, behind the scenes. We'll see. GZM Shows on YouTube.